Welcome to the podcast of Inspiring Women in Hospitality. I'm Noreen Ahmed, your host. Each episode, I invite a woman from the hospitality industry to share her story with us, why she got into hospitality, her journey so far, her learnings, and who inspires her. On today's episode, I share with you Cindy's story, recorded in September 2020. She was once called the human feng shui for hotels because she instinctively knew how the hotel was meant to be set up, operated, and where would be the best flow. This is primarily based on her experience with pre-openings for various brands and knowledge of the locality. She then went on to start her own business with her brother and is now developing hotels in the Philippines, especially around good dive locations. And we're now recording. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining me today. I have uh, with us Cindy, who, as many of you probably would have seen, was on the women's panel with me a couple of weeks ago. And of course, I had to reach out to her afterwards and ask her, like, can you tell me more about what you do? And I want to hear your story for more than just five minutes. So Cindy has very kindly agreed to share her story with us in a bit more detail um, with us today. So thank you, Cindy, for joining me. And thank you, Noreen. Um, so I'm Cindy Tan Harabata. Um, I head up and I also founded um, uh, Tahara, Tahara Leisure and Hospitality Group. So we do a lot of consulting with clients in Asia Pacific, but predominantly for projects in the Philippines. Uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, from development, development is very interesting to us. We also do asset management. But with developing, because I guess, you know, we're into construction, my family's into construction. So development is not new to, you know, in my DNA. Um, so one thing that's interesting in my job is um, the projects are not just in key areas, but, um, uh, you know, in, in all parts of the country. Um, we have over what 7,600 islands. So sometimes even if it's a super remote destination, the first thing I'd ask is there diving there? <laughs> so, so, um, so in fact, that's like the new thing. Um, before I think I did not have the time. We always say, you know, I mean, you just go on to the project, just do the job. Mm -hmm. And we tend to forget that, um, you know, things that we are part of, of development and also bring up a project or even putting, you know, an owner's vision to life. When it comes to us enjoying the facility, I'm like the last to enjoy it. I normally move on to the next already. But now I take the time, a little time. <laughs> so a night or two would actually work, especially if it's a good dive resort or, you know, it's a good island where I can actually dive. So those are two, uh, those are motivations to, to roll out. Yeah. hundred percent. Like it's, it's so true. Like, and I think this whole situation that we find ourselves in is definitely forcing all of us to take a little bit more time and instead of just jumping from one project to another you know I think it's taken it's given us an opportunity to take stock and um, allow us to remember what we need to appreciate right but that also goes with you because with SCR you're given projects I mean different okay. projects exactly <laughs> so it's the same with basically with with us as well but it's something that I felt I mean but I love the industry I mean I, I would always say I was I know it's strange to say, but it, I'm born for it. Okay. Um, and I think it's even more than passion and people keep talking about passion, but for me, it's more than passion. I, I know that, I mean, there's, that I would always say it's, you know, it's a vocation, 
Um, and um, yeah, I mean, and, and, and it's good. I mean, for me, I mean, I, I've never thought of any other, I think at 19 years old, I knew already what I was getting, you know, I wanted to be in the industry. I wanted to be in the hotel and not to mention not, I mean, I did not know anyone who worked in the hotel business in my family. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm third generation contractor. I mean, builders, we're builders. So I, the only people I probably know are, you know, when I go to the hotels, right? But um, literally did not know anyone who worked in the hotel. So my father was the first to have taken a bath when I decided to, actually the reason why I've taken a, a job in the hotel is, and I wanted it not in Metro Manila, even if I got a good job in Manila, I wanted it to be in Cebu because it was one way for me to get out of family. <laughs> not just to work with family. Yeah, no way not to work with family. So, um, and wanted to make a name for my own. And I think the difference with hotels, I know people would say, you know, you kind of feel stuck in a box or, you know, you have to follow standards and so on. But for me, it was such a revelation, I think, because coming from a Chinese, you know, I'm, 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 I'm Chinese Filipino, mm -hmm. um, uh, coming with a, you know, conservative family, you know, I mean, grew up in an exclusive for girls school. I mean, it's, you're really boxed, yeah. right? So everything is kind of predetermined. Yeah. And I felt the hotel you can be whoever, whatever you wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And um, if there's anything I shared during the panel is that it was so interesting to me how, how all these talents coming from different studies and courses, like you can be an accountant or in marketing, communication, in sales, in engineering, in, 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 and even a nurse becoming a front office clerk. I mean, it's like all these talents in one house. Yeah. So it was, it, it, it was so interesting to me to just meet, um, you know, different different people, and I think it was a big, um, how would I say, is it a equalizer? I mean, it's like it, everyone's just the yeah. same. That's what I felt. That's why I never also felt there were any, you know, gender inequality. I never felt, because there, you work with so much of a di you know diverse um, uh, people, yeah. and. Um, I come from construction. My parents are constructors, so there's a lot of men there. Yes, so I can, yeah. with, I can deal with, 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 with people. I can def, definitely deal with people. And I'm always the person who'd say, I ask, who, where, why, what, why? I mean, I mean all just a question, how, right? So, you know, you, you, you never just take things as how, or, or, you know, how people just relate to you. I mean, I've always ask questions and even as a young child um i would and i was very outspoken even growing in that environment where you have to what um uh, oh you know i mean um uh, be a wife for la 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 you know i mean it's Daughter like her of la 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 as well yeah you really wanted your your own name yeah didn't want to take in another person well i did but eventually <laughs> what i mean is like you don't want to be under anyone's shadow yeah. i mean why if you can actually make it on your own and i felt that in the hotel right i, I felt that so it was good so you can get that individuality absolutely yes. yeah yeah so you're right and i think we both had said this was that you know within the hotel you know there's so many things that you can do even if though you start in front office it doesn't mean you can't go into the food and beverage or you can go into marketing you can go into sales you can go to back of house you can go front like there's just so many opportunities so if you don't really know what you want to do it's okay because 
you just get in there, start having the experience, and then as you get along, you'll you'll be able to ha be, have access to so many different roles as well. That's true. And I guess similar to, I'm not, because um, you were also in operations. Mm -hmm. So I started sales, um, mm -hmm. uh, but wanting to get into, in op get into operations. Mm -hmm. And one thing good is that I had expat bosses. Uh -huh. And they like it when um, uh, an associate or, or um, a member of the team is a little bit more inquisitive and asking, and, and, and they appreciate that. And I think once you want it, I have this strong believer, I'm a strong believer, you, you get it. <laughs> I mean, you know, you want something, assume that it's yours already, yeah. and um, you, act the, you act the role. And I think that's how, and you know, it's like when, and you know, he would, I would remember several GMs I worked with and they would always like to say, okay, I'm not, okay, there's gonna be a project on the la la, and everyone's just quiet, no one raises their hands, and I'm like, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and even if there's like nothing too much on your agenda, I mean, it's, it's like, I think when you want to learn, I think there's, I think that's the difference. So you, you, I, I yearn for it. I, I, I'm, it's like, I'm like a sponge. I just wanted to take in as much information because you know, you're in a learning curve. And I mean, now, I mean, I, I think that's something that I can relate with you. It's like, now that you do have some staff with you, I mean, you pay more attention or, or not really attention, but you actually give a little bit to, to someone who actually wants to learn and you're encouraged as a boss or even as a mentor to, to train and to teach, and especially if that person absorbs it well, asks you questions, challenges you. So, that. yeah, and I see that now in my situation. But I'm always like eager to learn, always. So I have this new thing now. <laughs> I want to be an anthropologist. <laughs> yeah, I why? Yeah, because it's like behaviors. I, I'm so curious about behaviors, lifestyle of people, you know, how, I mean, because trends, I mean, there are others that's numbers, but the others are really following behaviors of people, right? So yeah. anyway. No, that makes sense. And I think, you know, may, we may not even realize it, but I think working in an industry where it's so people orientated, we're already watching the behaviors and, you know, we're always taught, you know, anticipate the needs of the guests before they expect it. You know, you have to have that awareness and listening and picking things up and understanding, you know, sensing the body language, what do they need, what do they not. I think we're all anthropologists already. We just don't know it. <laughs> you actually get better negotiating skills if you're very watchful of behaviors. Yes. I would agree with that. And so you said you started in sales and you wanted to, you know, make a name for yourself. So where, where did you start? What was your um, first role as you were charging well, to make your own? Most you have, um, uh, so I was hired, uh, first job. Well, I started with a travel agency working mm -hmm. with, um, working in my uncle's company. And that's where I actually got to meet um, the people in the airlines or also the hotels. And that's where I felt I'd, you know, I, I mean, any, any two um, would work for me. But then I saw the future in a sense we're in, um, uh, you know, if you work in the airlines and normally airlines, like it takes a long time to progress mm -hmm. because there's like, you stay there like 10 years as a sales executive. And, and I didn't like that. And I was actually in sales when I was with my uncle, but um, sales and also accounting, because again, it's run by, you know, it's Chinese and, and so yeah. on. And um, uh, but the hotel, I felt there's more room for growth because, um, and there's so much departments there and that I can grow. Uh, then once I, so my first job was in Cebu. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Um, I did not want to be in Manila, obviously, but um, uh, but yeah, you know, I wanted to be in Cebu. And the first person, except for the one who interviewed me, that I met was Bill Barnett. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it was hate at first sight. <laughs> hate at first sight. <laughs> I mean, the bill that you know now is a much improved bill. Oh, God. He's going to watch this. No, no, no. But no, he's not. He's not. <laughs> he is one of my dearest friends now. Yeah. But, I mean, but it was good. But I think, you know, Bill was one of those um, people that really encouraged me to be, mm. uh, to just, you know, I mean, if you want it, you know, you ask for it kind yeah. of thing. You have to work on it, of course. But he was one of those first people that I felt inspired me. And I think because of that friendship throughout the years, and we've become friends, I mean, all throughout, I mean, up, up to today. Um, um, so one of my first friends. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, imagine knowing him when he's not yet that Bill Barnett now, right? So, I mean, it's like, so it was fun. It was really fun. So, like, so I started my career in Cebu. Well, in and out. So, um, based in Manila, handling, say, the Manila satellite office. And then I would always be in corporate sales and then move into hotels in Metro Manila. I would never stay too long in one company. I never felt I should. I think I was in maybe eight reopening such um, um i was always in the pre-opening team yeah. so from sales move into um uh, i mean sales and you know director of sales until director of con um, conferences um and catering um i actually even left the hotel for a couple of years three okay. years but handled my own catering company and went back again and then um yeah, then um, so I work with Aman Resorts. I work with Westin, uh, with wow. Starwood. I work with different chains and also local mm -hmm. um, uh, independent hotels. Up until I worked as general manager, mm -hmm. then at the time, um, I just decided. Well, I think the, the, um, you know, I mean, even before that, my, one of my good friends, uh, which is a client, a client who's actually watching me all throughout. So what I do. From one company, when I move to the next, I'll write to all my clients. Okay. I mean, there was still no email, nothing of that sort. So I'd write to each and every one. Like I would create postcards to say, this is where I'm going to move next. Oh, nice. yeah. So that's how I kept my client base. Wow. And then um, up until the next, I think the, yeah, the, the last two or something, there was one guy, the chairman of one of the top petroleum companies in the Philippines said, I have, ha I have like maybe eight of your cards. <laughs> There's some, let's say you probably stay six months and you can't last, you move to another one. And at that time, it was unheard of, Noreen. Yeah. I mean, if you keep moving from one company to the other, people would actually think, I mean, the next employer would actually say there's something wrong with you either yeah. you can't last or and I really would say in meetings and interviews I really won't last <laughs> and they say what I mean people would kind of protect themselves but no no no. for me it's like no I'm, I'm I just say no I think when you have people staying with you for a long time you don't get fresh people mm -hmm. coming in and when I'm here, I'm here to stay in a sense we're in, in as much as I can learn from you, mm -hmm. but I will give 101% of myself. Mm -hmm. So, and I would always remember, even with sales before, even if my job would always be okay, I would have X number of sales calls in a day, mm -hmm. I would do much more. It's always 20% more. My co if I'm given a quota, I would always exceed it. I would go to areas wherein 
people don't even want to go to because they're totally not familiar. I like challenges all the time. I like the metrics of performance. I, oh my God, I live, breathe it. <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, my weekends are taken, my holidays are taken, but it's okay. Um, so I told you, it's just more than, people keep saying it's fashion. It's more than that. It's yeah, really more than that. I really, I really love it. I really do. But I think someone said, whether it was yours, it's not for everyone. Yeah. I, I think you said meant that. Yeah. I said that the hotel industry is open to many, but it is not for everyone. It's not for everyone. A lot of people don't understand the hours. Mm -hmm. um, but I swear, I mean, and I like the connect, I mean, the connection. So for me, it's like if you want to speak to me on the phone, whether it's on Zoom or although I'm Zoom beat to death. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, but you know, WhatsApp, you, you got to turn on the video because, um, and one thing I don't like is that you come to a meeting. I mean, this is like, I dropped E already. It's meeting. This is a yeah. meeting. Um, uh, I don't like it when people are not prepared for the meetings. Right. So I, I kind of feel, and it's not about being old school or something. And I just say, what school did you come from to begin with? <laughs> to look sloppy in meetings. <laughs> no, there's no excuse. No excuse. It's exactly, I mean, this is, I think this is how I, I mean, I wear, because I, if I go to the job site, because it's tropical country, yeah. I mean, I really wear this and so on. But, but you see, that's the thing, there's no reason. But anyway, it's like, um, we're built to connect with people. Yeah. We're built, to, like so it's that. not actually for, for everyone. I mean, I shut down too sometimes. It's like, you know, my... <laughs> everyone has it. Yeah, I have my unsocial moments. Very rare. But um, like a nightcap on the third day, no way. I'm like, you cannot organize anything. I can even tell with Jasper and the rest. No, no, no. You cannot organize anything where I have to start meeting people again. It's like, no. <laughs> no, I know. I'm much rather having this conversation with you in person rather than on Zoom. But one yes. day, one day I will see you in person as well. We will. We will. And then um, after you moved around a couple of years, I believe you started your own company. Yes. And is that so, not the one that you're doing today or was that another version of it? Uh, no. In fact, right after, um, right after, actually I got fired from the, okay. from the job <laughs> for um, not following, actually it wasn't even, a, it was not far following orders. Okay. And it was, um, it was really out of, um, uh, and I just said, no, I'm not going to do it because it was beyond, it was, um, um, it was something unethical in other words i won't go into details but i had to stand ground in what i believe and if it meant losing my job it was okay yeah i mean of course you know you you go through an emotion why is it that when you do such a great job you will still lose your job mm -hmm. i mean and and you go into this whole thinking so it took me i think two months mm -hmm. that i just said okay you know let me figure this out so I started like um, a boutique hotel in uh, in Subic, and um, if there's anything I like, I because um, I, you know, when I was working, I mean, pretty much building my career, I did. I I was working in Cebu. Um, I was doing projects in 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 Palawan, and because that because I wanted to do pre-opening, I developed a great sense of just the feel. I mean, so one actually a couple of clients would actually just say. 
you're the feng you're the feng shui you're you're the human feng shui i said what do you mean i don't understand human feng shui i don't even believe in feng shui i said you should because you're chinese so i said i don't believe in the feng shui thing but they say that i stand in one corner and i'd say okay because i knew the market who would actually check in um uh, i knew the dynamics because it was how i built um my career it was the reopening meant you have to see every hotel possible like i i mean i work with the you know good brands like even with shangri-la the west you know Amandu. so starting businesses meant who is your market um are you going for fits or are you going for corporate groups or in the, you, you have to know everything is it going to be more for leisure market so and since i was always either you know whatever resort destination or city destinations or, or um, city um, hotels I knew exactly the market who was gonna go, and not only specific, but even contacts, because that's what I did. You know, from one company to the other, I wrote to each and every one. So, um, so I knew. So, um, so there was even a plot that was given to me to just say, "But we have a problem because there was that's the first project I had, but we were gonna relocate it in this area, and we don't like it." And I said, "No, no, you take this new area." And I said, "Why?" And I explained because if you're going you know, you need to be a beacon. So I would always defy. People would say, why build here? It's a, you know, tired location. I said, you know, it's exactly the reason why we should build it because it's so close to the city center. Mm -hmm. It's only two hours drive. People always want to get away. And the surge of SUV cars because people want to, yeah. to, to, to drive out of town. So I don't really watch what is going on in hospitality. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you work in hospitality and you're doing development, development is not only building hotels, but also understanding what the market is. You have to understand also the, how other markets, like let's say automotive, you know, how mm -hmm. consumer, so that's how I, those are the barometers I look at when I open any hotel. So yeah, so I started something um, which I thought I was gonna do because I I did sailing also. I mean, I I got into so many stuff. So I was thinking of putting all these marina resorts where the sailing sailing hubs yeah. were, right? I mean, I I always like being close to water, um, and then I just felt oh my god, it felt like retirement after two years. Really, it felt like retirement because I cannot be just handling the regatta or the, I mean, I couldn't. So then um, I formalized a company uh, and yeah. And the first thing I did was to talk to my brother, ask him to join. And, and in fact, I was working with my brother with the first project I did. And then um, I just felt, you know what, let, let, let's, um, let's just formalize this. And he says, okay, what value do you think I can give? Because all he knows is construction. I said, well, that's precisely the value you can give. So it's about thinking um, not only maybe no box. Yeah. I mean, because it's like, you know, I mean, everything is open. I mean, given that opportunity. And I just felt I'm, I'm not saying I, I was at one of my lowest points. Um, in, I, I think it was like, I mean, nothing to lose. Yeah. I mean, we have nothing to lose. I, you'd always think everything to gain. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I felt. And then we started a company and um, it was the start also of, that was like about 10, almost 12 years ago. Okay. And it was the emergence of budget airlines. Yes. yes. And 
we took advantage of there is what you say like let's say i oh there was this airline in the u.s where um i think it was like a dollar a trip or something yeah. like that <laughs> okay so um the philippine um how would i say it? uh there was a philippine version to it okay. it's like peso which is peso it's like a peso fair kind of thing and of course you build in all the charges so we took advantage of all that and and bought us tickets to say if we wanted to be an authority in what we did it didn't make sense that we even don't know where our clients will build yeah so it was uh so we had that um we kind of had that vision and i was say we gotta go of course at first he was excited he said oh we're gonna travel <laughs> <laughs> but it meant meeting with the locals um uh, the tourism department but one of the things that we did was also met the chamber, the business chambers, mm -hmm. um, the rotary groups, talk to each and everyone who was needed, but also assess the area, what was the well-fitted um, hotels, highest, best use in a particular area. So before any clients came to us, we had to know our work. And part of the work was not only in terms of building it, but also knowing where to put your investment. And then we've then later on, we've had, two or three investment funds that came and we did the rollout in the entire Philippines. Wow. And, uh, and then we started already doing, um, and I didn't know anything about budget hotels. No, no clue. <laughs> no clue. But you've got to study the models, right? Yeah. We looked at modeling. Um, uh, so, and then, um, yeah, then, you know, it, until we negotiated already with some of the, the brands, depending on the type of hotel we were going to build. So we got us also into mixed use. Uh, we do residential as well, okay. uh, branded residences. And there's somewhere in there's also retail space and we would actually just get a retail consultant, but we would always say it's good for retail because some areas are actually good when it's more mm -hmm. mixed. There's hybrid mm -hmm. components. Yeah. So, yeah. So now we're about 12 yeah, wow. years old. yeah amazing that just sounds <laughs> fascinating thank you so much for sharing that and you're so right like it's you know if you have that you have the instinct but then you also have to know that you need to go out and get the knowledge right like you can't just assume that you know everything and you're continuously learning you're making all the contacts making the connections i love how you said when you went to these new areas you met with the locals, the tourism departments, the business chambers, there were all the different groups. So then you build that relationship with them yeah. as well. So then you're removing any barriers to entry and, and, and if you can sell it in, in such a way that it's gonna be adding to the economy, to that area, you know, that's an ideal sell. And you're so right, having to know what's happening everywhere else in the economy is so important and identifying those opportunities that is fantastic thank you so much for sharing that <laughs> and um how um so you started this with your brother how did your how did your team grow as a result like is it just the two of you still or are there more <laughs> oh no um uh, it's about uh i just counted yesterday we we're about 12. okay um no, no. but we do outsource a lot as well okay um, and because sometimes, you know, you'd rather just, um, uh, I mean, some people would be actually just great for outsource, uh, but um, it's, uh, it's 12. So we have 10 staff. <laughs> All in the Philippines? All in the Philippines, yeah. But not everyone is in Metro Manila. I mean, the others would be in, uh, so we have in Cebu, um, in different locations where we actually also have quite a lot of projects. So Cebu, yeah. 
So you've been working in a kind of remote and virtual environment for some time. <laughs> the thing is, okay, before, so I'm actually, it's like I'm quite adjusted in a sense. I mean, even with, you know, um, with the pandemic, because we have an office that I rarely go to. So my thinking is that hire someone to manage your office because I really hate the office. I really don't like the office. <laughs> it's like every time I'm there, I see everything that's wrong, right? It's like, yeah. oh I'm, and, and I'm good with my numbers. Like yeah. my, you know, I do my financials, my cash flows and so on. So, I mean, if there's anything, my admin would actually, I, mean, I just need my numbers. I mean, they need me to just sign checks and now everything's going digital. Yeah. Um, and so there's no need to, but of course we have operations. So we, so aside from us having a consulting company, uh, we also invest in land. Mm -hmm. uh, our, you know, there's fees where in sometimes we, you know, I talk to my brother says, let's just convert this into land. And, you know, he'd agree. <laughs> of course. I mean, it's good when, because you always, I've always felt that cons you cannot, you can't be a consultant forever. Um, uh, if there's anything being a consultant now that's good, um, because we act like owners. I mean, I cannot act like an owner if I don't have assets. Yeah. So we have assets like we 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 have a building here where we have leased off. Also, we have land. Uh, with lands in in Boracay. We also have in Bohol. I mean, these are fruits of our labor, I'd say. Yeah. But in the hope that we would also um, develop. So we've developed one here in Makati, in, in the you know, center um, uh, of the city, but we're also looking at developing in other, uh, in other places or other regions in, in the country. Uh, so, I mean, you, you can't speak the language if, I mean, that's what I, I mean, you gotta have um, skin in the game. Yeah. And it makes you a better advisor. But I've always felt we cannot be cons I, we cannot be consultants for the rest of our lives. You know, I mean, we've got to have um, uh, we have got to get into development as well. I mean, there's you know recurring income there. Um, uh, but consultant, I think it's something. I mean, anything to do with like say building anything, I think we're always interested to do. Um, I'm not sure if my brother's interested in going back to construction because again, it's in his DNA. Yeah. Um, um, so I mean, it's something we can probably look at. But right now, we'll prob we'll definitely construct our own in a, you know in, in one of our uh, in one or two of our pro uh, of our land. Yeah. But otherwise, um, yeah. I mean, you can't. I just don't feel that you should be stuck in a. I think you can always like not reinvent. I think just. I mean, I don't know. Like we were talking about it. It's like you you have to pivot somehow. I mean, exactly. it's still aligned with what you do, but um, uh, but it has to always be of interest. Yeah. Um, or else you get bored with um. Yeah. So anyway, so do you have an inkling of of what might be next for you. Have you thought about pivoting, or have you thought about you know? At, you sound like the person who's always constantly moving and driving and, you know, wanting to make sure that you keep engaged. Do you have, do you foresee something different for yourself or just more of what you are doing today in a different way? Hmm. Um, I think a bit, yes, uh, still in the industry, definitely. But recently I've, um, I think because of the pandemic, we needed to have some sort of a support group. So I think there's a lot more engagement I do when it comes to the nonprofit, um, yeah. it's very close to to. I mean, I I guess this this happened like over fifteen years ago, 
where I, you know, um, and I did mention something like it, and it wasn't, you know, you know, going into nonprofit had nothing to do with me giving back. Mm -hmm. I mean, people do it because they want to give back. They've made it in career. But at the time, 15 years ago, I obviously didn't know what I was still, I mean, I wasn't so sure, right? I was, you know, I didn't even start my own company yet. Um, it was something I felt strongly about women um, health. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so it was more, um, I wanted to start a nonprofit for maternal health, childcare, um, uh, family planning, because it was something the Philippines also needed at the time. I wanted to really be more engaged. And literally, that was like what I did um, uh, during summers or even uh, when I had a bit of time. So I was running two shifts, my day job and my <laughs> other job. So um, I actually literally, and, and I think when you are interested, Mm -hmm. It fuels you, yeah. And and I literally really work fast in a sense where oh I can do this quickly because because it's, it, it's innate already. I mean, being in the in the in the industry. But what what got me going also was the other part that you know you don't know and you're trying to learn as well. Mm -hmm. And I I got so much involved with um with uh, you know nonprofits. Mm -hmm. um, now I belong to um, three. Uh, and you did not. And my if there's anything I learned. You don't have to have made it and maybe reach a certain age in order to start giving back. Mm -hmm. If you feel strongly about something, you've got to do it now because change doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. You need to plant seeds and, and work on it in order for it to... So I was one of those who signed in order for us... I mean, it's like a full page where we had to sign off because we supported the reproductive bill health in the Philippines, which took us like over, why, my God, over 10 years to, to do. So um, I remember my son was saying, please don't put your name there because he studies in an Opus Dei school. <laughs> and I go, sorry. I mean, come on. I mean, what will they do? Right? My name has to be there. Yeah. Right, and I I swore it's like no. I mean, I think it was one of and um uh, one of the 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 greatest achievement our team has actually done. It wasn't only me; it was like mm -hmm. all everyone else. But um, of course, there's still challenges up to now. Um, but not moving towards say how it is. I wanted to do something that relates, um, uh, you know, that that connects with the industry, mm -hmm. and um, uh, so we I. Uh, I organized an event called um, PhilHost, Philippine Hospitality for, for Sustainable Tourism, which I've decided recently to form into an organization. Okay. Uh, and it's really more to help, um, uh, yeah, I mean, hotel owners. Uh, mm. And, you know, people need um, a lot of the support now. So we came up with a WhatsApp, informally WhatsApp group. There's like over 150 people there or members there. And then we just texted, you know, updates, giving um, factual, um, uh, uh, you know, I mean, factual information, what's going on overseas and how does that mm -hmm. change our mindset or even the way we think about the situation. And Philippines, for one, I mean, uh, we have like uh, one of the highest cases. Um, I mean, earlier today, I've had this, um, um, you know, um, um, issue with, with one of our staff members and we just swiftly needed to address that. But um, not only um, handling how, how COVID is and how it affects not only in our lives, but in our industry. Mm -hmm. And it's not only the Philippines, it's the entire Asia, oh. the entire world. So just when you think, at least if it's just your country, you'll still have support from other countries. Uh-uh. It's like 
yes, we're in this together, but you feel alone in the sense that we got to get our shit together. (laughs) (laughs) We got to. (laughs) And you have never seen so much collaboration. Yeah. So that is what I felt. And sustainable tourism is not only about just environment. We all realize that sustainable tourism also means how are we doing economically? How are we doing with the manpower? available manpower that we have, given that people have also lost their lives. And what about the social age issues, mm-hmm. gender, discrimination? I mean, there are so many issues. So those are going to be the building blocks, I'd say, or um, of, of how, you know, I want this new organization to, to, uh, yeah, to unfold. And I was thinking I'll probably do it two years, three years, but no, uh-uh, doing it now. the world made it happen and again you know i think you're on the cusp of another opportunity here as well like you know people are definitely waking up and paying attention to to this you know being more mindful of your habits your patterns your behavior you know we've gotten used to some this kind of like instant gratification this consumerism mindset you just don't think about what your impact is on the world and i think this has i hope you know made everyone wake up and pay attention to what we are doing to our environment yeah for me i believe so i mean especially now um there was something we're in we throw 238 some i mean i forgot it but it's like that's how much we throw on a daily basis i i, I got it a text somehow and i'm like Really? Because we have high cases here, so we use a lot of the PPEs, um, the, the, you know, I mean, the protective equipment. And, um, and I know because my sister-in-law is also an emergency doctor, so she understands like, you know, how much protect, and, and you can only use it for like, I think you have to change one, it once a day or something. Yeah. yeah. And then the gloves, you have to change every was it two hours? I mean, you imagine it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. And so you got to do your own part. So I think we, at one point, um, yeah, you have to think about things that you throw garbage. Um, uh, uh, if, I mean, obviously I'm a big, um, uh, I, I'm big and a doer of, you know, recycling, mm-hmm. um, also choosing everything. So trying to bring some bags, even if it takes, it is what it is. I mean, if you really want to, and I think every person, um, uh, who takes, you know, who, who, who takes its role. Yes. Um, has a joint or a group, um, um, there's going to be like all these joint efforts from everyone else. Every small difference will, will then yes. definitely add yes. up. That's oh true. my God, thank you so much. I've just loved chatting to you and hearing about what you're doing. You've totally inspired me in the last sort of 40 minutes or so. Uh, so I'm going to end with my final question, although you did give me a hint of who inspires you, and I think Bill Barnett inspires many people. Yes. Uh, yes. But is there anyone else you wanted to mention uh, that inspires um, you? Well, yes, Bill, but later on, uh, I got a chance to also meet with Adrian Zeka. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of those. Um, uh, I think specifically, I was, you know, very, very. I was one of my, um, you know, uh, you know. I mean, I was, I was like sales manager at the time for Aman Pulo, uh, and he, you know, I, I think when, uh, when, when someone who's a visionary like him takes in, and he asked me a simple question, and I'm able to, no, no, we can do this, da da da, and so on, and he printed it 
in the brochure, what I recommended. That was so big for me. <laughs> it was actually, it was as simple as how much do you think we should charge mooring? <laughs> I know it's like mooring because you, you, you had yachts. And in fact, we were, should we do it? Should we not do it? And I said, we should do it because even if they won't stay for the night, they'll bring their yachts yeah. and they'll eat. They'll eat in the restaurant, and sometimes not everyone who has a yacht would like to always sail. Exactly. Sometimes they're like, but it's a way to promote as well, yeah. and which is really great. Um, uh, so yeah, so Adrian, and I like the fact that I sat down. Um, let's say it could be a day trip to Palawan, mm-hmm. and um, just listened to him. Mm-hmm. And I, I think some people might say maybe he's no longer relevant now and so on. But at the time, but I think you cannot take that out from the man that. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, he was. He, I mean, he really created luxury resorts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it was like unheard of to certain level. But the way he and I've seen him move and talk to people, and he was so big in identifying people who were not even managers, but just had the sense of knowing who would actually work for an Aman resort. I mean, and these are like. They can be just like F&B managers and imagine getting them to manage, you know, an entire resort. And normally he's one of the first who also encouraged husband and wife team where, mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up, it's like, I mean, most of the companies you work with is a no nepotism. I mean, this is a husband. Because he felt if you got families there. Yeah. So he was, for me, a visionary, obviously. Um, uh, but along the way, you meet with people and um, uh, and I, I think I was, um, I, I really wanted to pick people that would make me better. So instead of you being identified as, you know, you have mentors, no, no, I picked my own. So even people who were not in my industry. So mm-hmm. I, I literally picked people, like there were like about four or five people. I would always have like regular lunches and I would always literally just pick their brains yeah. to say what's going on with the economy because that's how I've learned. And all of them inspired me. And the thing is, it's not the same people. And as you, you know, get more mature at work and even, let's say, as, you, as you, you, you've grown so much, the inspiration comes with different I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not just one. I mean, um, it, it changes. depends on how you have evolved. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing and inspiring me. And I know you'll be inspiring many others. So thank you so much for sharing today, Cindy. Yes. So glad you organized this, Noreen. And I hope to actually see you soon or meet you soon. Definitely. (laughs) In person, somewhere in the world. (laughs) Yes, we'll do that. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were as inspired as I was by that story. Please follow us here and on LinkedIn where I post videos of the recordings. Stay tuned for many more stories of inspiring women in hospitality.